Mom has written a new book called Crazy Amazing Miracles. Do you believe in miracles? Well, I mean, the title of the book would suggest that the answer for us is yes. Do you believe in miracles is really the question. And even if you believe in them, do you believe that they can actually be real in your life? A lot of people believe that the things in the Bible really happened. And those were the days of miracles, but not really anymore. Or even if they happen now, they're not going to happen to me because that's just not how it works. That is not true. Couldn't be further from the truth. Go true. Ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. Roll exactly. With couldn't be further from the truth because Jordan, the Bible says, shall the traditions of man make the word of God to no effect. God said miracles. In fact, Jesus was about miracle signs and wonders. He must be about his father's business. But that was in the Bible. Those were 2000 plus years ago. It's not now. It's 2020. Things are different. OK, so I can play the angel's advocate because I don't believe in being the devil's advocate, but it's true. But um, if you take a person who was told at 18 they could never have children, and that same person went through all kinds of medical testing and even several surgeries, and it seemed medically impossible to carry a baby, then this disease, then that disease, or this disorder and that disorder, or this surgery and that surgery, and then finally being in surgery for a total hysterectomy where you could never have children, and you're in your early to mid-20s throughout all of that. And then you miraculously have this child. See, the thing is, Jordan, I was told at 18. I'm the one that went through the surgeries. I'm the one that listened to the doctor's reports. I'm the one that heard words. My father died of cancer when I was 12. I'm hearing these words again and again and again and again. I, and I was physically in surgery so that the outcome of that surgery was to save my life, but I would never be able to have children. That was me. So having said that to me, and I came out completely healed and whole, baffling medical science doctors, and to be honest with you, not necessarily me, but at the same time, wow. You come too late to tell me that miracles don't exist because God said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and there's no caveat, there is no addendum, there's no qualification. He simply said it. Now, if you wanna change it, if somebody wants to say, well, the Bible changed. Well, okay, but it says, I'm the Lord, I change not. And if you want to disagree, you're more than welcome to. But you'll never convince me of that because I'm sitting next to my daughter. Okay, well, let's say someone's at home and, and they, well, you're different. I say this, yeah. you know, to dad all the time. Well, that's not fair because you're different. She you're does say that different. to her dad because all the it, time. You're in a different position than me. I'm just... Nancy Sue and I'm at home and I didn't grow up, you know, working in a healing ministry. Of course you believe in miracles, but that's not me. I'd like to, but I don't have any experience of that in my life and I don't really have evidence that that's real for me. What would you tell someone who wants to believe it, but really can't see it for themselves? So the Bible is very weird in the way it's established legally. I don't like legalism in so many ways, but I like the fact that the Bible is a book of legalities that God promised to watch over his word to perform. We can call it promises. You can call it legalities. You can call it laws of this or laws of that because that's scriptural. But when God said something in his word, he's not a man that he should lie and he watches over his word to perform it. Therefore, in God's kingdom, in God's words, in God's Bible, it's a law. How do you 
find yourself in a situation at home never having had miracles in your life, but you want them, how do you, how do you get crazy, amazing miracles? I did not grow up with a great association with miracles. I, it wasn't part of my church preaching. It was not a part of the time I spent in Sunday school. I, I didn't grow up in that, so it was foreign to me. When I was 12 years old, I started watching Oral Roberts. I'd always watched him as a child, but my dad died at 12, so I started watching him as my church. I had felt such devastation when he died that I started watching Oral Roberts. And I listened to a man talk about something I'd never really known about, miracles. So me being who I am, I went to the Bible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this book and I'm going to find it for myself. I'm that kind of a person. I loved Oral, but I didn't take his word for it. I wanted to get in the Bible, what the Word of God say, and if it matched up with what Oral said, then I'll believe it. And it did. I had to find out who God was for me. And whether I can explain this or not, the best explanation I can have was at my son's funeral. At his memorial service, a man walked up to me and he said, So, now that your son's died, do you not believe in God anymore? I was a little shocked, and the man admitted he was not a Christian. He said, I want your take on this. I said, well, let me give it to you this way. At the lowest point in my life is when I'm closest to God. At the most devastating time in my life is when I know him to be my way maker. When I'm totally lost, he is my way maker. It's hard to explain it, but when I have all the answers, I sort of feel like God's not important. Well, it's easy when, when things are... Easy. easy. When things are easy, it's easy. When things are going well, it's easy. And you don't have to think about, oh, this is a struggle. This is a challenge. It's easy. It's easy, it's easy when things are easy. Yeah. It's different when it's hard. But when I was devastated beyond belief, I literally felt the presence of God. So does someone at home have to find themselves devastated beyond belief nope. to have miracles in their life? I pray you never go that route. No. I tell you what you do. In order to experience miracles in your life, you have to believe. We have to believe. We have to believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel. We have to believe that God is God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, even though there's evidence of things you have not yet seen. And faith is what touches God. Faith is what touches the heart of the, our Lord Jesus Christ. He said that in his word. And miracles, the Bible says he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him with our faith. And I just have to believe that if everything doesn't go exactly my way, God is still God. And I have to believe. And if you're sitting at home and you think, but it hasn't gone my way, I know that. I've been there. I've done that. I, I, you know, when they say been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. Honey, I probably printed the T-shirt. But the bottom line is this. I'm not going to let any attack of the devil who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He is the liar and father of lies, the deceiver, and the great deceiver. I'm not going to let him rule my life. I'm going to let the Lord Jesus Christ, his mercies are new every morning, get up every day, and he's going to be my Savior no matter what the day went like. And that's a choice I make. It's a hard choice sometimes. It's a really hard choice. But the Bible says choose this day whom you'll serve. It's a choice. And I choose to believe God. How do you stay firm in your belief for miracles when in this day and age you are probably in the minority? I would say most definitely in the minority. I mean, there may be situations where you work for a certain Christian company or a church or something where you're mostly surrounded by like-minded people 
And in that case, you're probably much better off than most. But a lot of people don't work in an environment and where they're encouraged not to say things. Yeah, and they're encouraged to be quiet because you're a weirdo. Or, you know, maybe even in your own family. It, it can be anywhere. Most people are not in an environment that's constantly uplifting your faith and encouraging you to believe in miracles. How do you stay firm when everyone's telling you you're crazy? You know, there's a reason they call it the secular news. Secular means it's not from the perspective of God. It is simply from the world's perspective. You know, when they talk about the world, in the world, about the world, and the world news and the world this and the world that, it's because it is about the world and it is secular and it is not the godly side of, of the miracle signs and wonders. Um, many, many years ago, our, our textbook was called the Horn Book, and in it, it started out with scripture. And people, children in the olden days, haha, I'm about that old, uh, learned their school books from scripture. That's not the way it is anymore. Right. In fact, much of that is not even allowed in many schools. So knowing that you're in a secular environment, knowing that you're being bombarded with secular newspapers or secular television news or secular this or secular that, and you may work in a job that discourages any form of, I'm going to say religiosity of any kind in any way, understanding that, then you have to get filled somewhere. And yes, you may be the odd duck, the weird one out, the fifth wheel, the this or the that. So in order to get filled, even if it's filled within yourself, you have to be input. You have to be willing to input. You have to be able to input. What Input what? I listen to tapes. I listen to scriptures. I listen to the Bible on tape. I listen to, you know, tapes like Bill Winston is, you know, I love this man. And he is constantly teaching on faith. So if I feel like I'm in a, in a weird, funky position where it's like, okay, self, build yourself up in your most, most holy faith, and I'm not there. And I'll be honest to you, I have days like that a lot. Okay, what do I do? I put an infilling. I'll listen to a Kenneth Copeland. I will listen to a Jerry Savelle. I'll listen to prophetic words from Hank Kuhneman. I will listen to something from the outside going into my spirit man because my flesh may have already taken a nosedive. If that's the case, refill. Refill. You refill your tank with gas. Refill your spiritual tank. And that applies to everything to do with miracles. If your yeah. tank's on empty and your faith's on empty, it's probably going to be hard for you to have miracles in your life. But they are for you. God wants you healed, whole in every area, finances overflowing to the point that you can't contain it, relationships strong and healthy. He wants that for you. But there is a part that we have to put in. Yes. Having faith, believing for it, and not just saying, oh, I don't know, twiddling your thumbs, it's probably not going to get you very far. And fill up the tank. That's, that's the best advice I think that you could give is not just believe, but actually actively fill up the tank. Because I think that will build up your faith even more. And setting your focus on that miracle is how you're going to bring it back into your life. Jordan knows I'm a people pleaser. And I tend to fill up my tank with the things that will please everybody. That doesn't work real well sometimes. Fill up your tank with the Word of God. Especially if you need a miracle. Especially if you need a miracle. Fill it up. This is a great resource talking about all sorts of things to do with miracles. It's small. It's not going to take you very long to read, but it's a great kind of thing you can look back and reference later or highlight or write in it or whatever you want to do. Dad mentioned he can put it in his pocket. He also mentioned he could put it in his wallet. I'm not really sure how this fits in a wallet. <laughs> Your dad would fold it up proportion. and try. You, you cannot imagine earlier. the junk he keeps in like, a wallet. <laughs> his wallet is this big. His wallet is literally this thick. This dad, is, clear that thing out. <laughs> this is not going to fit into your wallet unless you 
I don't know. Have a large wallet. I don't even think wallet would be the word. You need something bigger than that. But you can Jacket throw it in your pocket. purse. It probably will fit in a pants pocket if you so desire. Throw it in your bag. Throw it on your nightstand. Pick it up whenever you need to renew your faith and remind yourself that miracles are for you. And no matter what's going on in your life, miracles can happen at any time, anywhere. And yep. you are not exempt from that. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link for more information. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. As always, you can find additional teaching and resources from Richard and Lindsay Roberts and request prayer at oralroberts.com.